Welcome back. You're listening to Tony Lontis and Kez Wiggum St. George, and this is our show, A Conversation with Kez, where we talk to the world's most amazing authors and each and every week about their writer's journey and their stories and their books. Now, if you're listening live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitch, we have Payo ready and waiting to respond to your comments and to send you the links that you need about anything that we talk about on the show. And for those that you want to watch a replay of the show, you'll find us on Binge TV Networks USA, Hero Go TV USA, and the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG, and Samsung smart TVs across the planet. Now, today, just a reminder that Kez co-hosts this show with me, and as you know, Kez is an international best-selling author. The other bit that you might not know about Kez as it is that she does amazing video reviews for books, and she also helps aspiring uh, authors to write their books, get their books right, and help plan their books. So if you want to talk to an expert, I encourage you to get in contact with Kez and let her help you get that book idea off the ground. Now, today's guest is Suzu Smits. And Suzu was born and grew up in South Asia. She now lives in Sydney, Australia. She's married, a mother, uh, um, of one daughter. She likes drawing, Sudoku, watching documentaries, cooking, and 50% discounts. Don't we all love 50% discounts? And <laughs> this today is her very first book. Now, Suzu wrote this book called Don't Do It, She Likes It. If you read this, this is a story about you, written by you, from you, and for you. And we all know social media has changed the world. It's not just part of your life, but it becomes part of your life. Social media motto, do not judge, lest be judged or photoshopped with filtered photoshopped photos. Social media is so powerful, it can turn nice guys into thugs, strangers into lovers, and your milkman into a lover, or vice versa. What you post there is limitless. Duck face selfies, possum face selfies, egg holder mouth selfies, all photoshopped. The limits are your internet connection, and if your partner finds out your passwords, look out. Come and discover the good, the bad, the funny side of social media, where you can see what everyone's bathroom looks like. Welcome to the show, Suzu. And good morning, Kez. Good morning. And good morning, Suzu. Thank you. Good morning to you, too. What's it like over there? Oh, it's a beautiful morning in Sydney, Australia. It's beautiful. It's almost summer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, uh, but the weather was kind of weird. I, I think this is going to be stormy weather in the afternoon, also the rest of the week. But at the moment, we it's a beautiful day. Sorry, Lovely. I'm a bit mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for you. Let's let's kick it off. Okay. Um, 
let's start at the very beginning, Suzu, and we're going to talk about your journey up to this point in time. So what can you tell the listening audience about you and why you decided to write a book? Well, I'm an artist. I love cooking and Sudoku. I'm just like everybody else. Just happened to me that I'm a published author now. And this is my first book. Ten years ago, I would have never thought that someday I'd become a published author. I decided to write a book in the late 2017 because I found people are more expressive on social media than real life. Mm-hmm. I have seen so many social books around, but I had not seen a humorous one, so I decided to make one. I okay. used to, yeah. And there are so many materials you can get from social media. So, um, yeah, that's how I decided to write a book. Especially after seeing so many posts about politics, safety, and all those dramas on social media. So I think, yeah, I decided to make one. (laughs) It sounds like it's a book I would like to read. (laughs) Does it have... I'll put it in a humorous way. (laughs) Yeah, well, I hope so. It's... um, because, you know, uh, Facebook and, and everyone that goes on it, you know, it's it's sort of gone a bit crazy, hasn't it? Ah, oh, so many people fight, especially about politics, where everybody turns so romantic. I'm being sarcastic here. Yeah. That's all right, be sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's also um, social media reveal the characteristic of the person, reveal their personality of the person of social media. That's why I decided to write a book. And who published the book for you? Austin Macaulay. Okay. They've been fantastic. Pardon? They've been fantastic. Austin Macaulay. Fabulous. Tony, do you have a question? I do, Susie. So I seeing as this was your first book, can you take the audience through the process that you used in your creative uh, writing? So where did you start? How did you get through the book? And what was that process like for you? Because you wanted to write the humorous side of the problems with social media, yeah? Yeah, that's true. Well, oh, well, I've done so many research. I've done so many readings about social media. Well, in general, social media is a good thing. It's a digital communication that makes our lives easy. It can help business, government, family, stay connected, and many things. And social media is like a blank canvas. What we're going to paint on it, on our canvas, is up to us. So that's how I get the idea because it's so colorful. It, it's only the media, but it's the intent, intention of the people who post it on social, media, on social media that makes social media so colorful and so interesting. I get the Absolutely. idea. I get the idea after I, well, I saw so many the bold and the beautiful dramas on social media, but on the <laughs> side, 
there's also a good story. It's like uh, positive, uplifting news. Then um, all the happy news, uplifting news, positive news, and where people all really up together to help people in it. Yeah. And Suzu, did you find from your experience that it was the positive stuff or the negative stuff that most prompted you to write the book? Uh, it started because I start to see the falling out in people. It's not, it, it, it's decide it um, makes, uh, I say, it's not reunite people, but it divide people. It's like, especially in politics, yes. like group A or group B. And they're all trying to convince the others that they are right. And what makes it interesting, yes. social media is like, what I say is like Dunning-Kruger personal. Uh, if you, have you ever heard of Dunning-Kruger? Dunning-Kruger yes. effect? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Where they overestimate their knowledge and the and skill, but they have little to no experience. Uh, it's like a clown, yeah. a reflection of himself in the mirror, like a professor. It's like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kez has got the next question for you, Susie. Well done uh, Susie, so far. You've got, a, you've got a funny sense of humour. Right, so when you found your... Um, I your love it. <laughs> when you found your publisher, Susie Austin McCauley, how did you go about finding it? What was the process like to find your publisher? Well, see, I was looking for publishers. I was, uh, and it, I just, it just happened to me. Uh, it just, I just saw it on internet, and I read the reviews. It's a good reviews, many mm-hmm. good reviews about Austin McCauley. So I decided to submit it my, uh, my book. Mm-hmm. Within two weeks, they gave me green light, and everything. Oh wow! Yeah. Everything was fine, but wow. there's a delay due to COVID. It took them more than a year to publish my book. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, how long has your book been out in, in public? Uh, about a year. Oh, yeah. A year and two months. Yeah. And you've enjoyed the process of being a published author. I am. I am. I am. Good God. It's like the legacy we leave. If, if when we die as an author, we give something. We leave a legacy. That's the book. That's our book. That's right. Yeah. That's, and I guess, and, I guess <clears throat> absolutely. And I guess people can find you on all the um, digital outlets as well. Yeah. Very good. So it sounds like. <laughs> excuse me. It sounds like Austin McCauley has treated you very, very well. Oh, they're wonderful. They've been yeah. wonderful. They've been very helpful. Mm. And they they help you along the journey. 
Well, there there are many publishers out there, but I highly recommend it uh, for a new author, Orson Macaulay. Mm. I must have a look. Susu, <laughs> I was just going to say, are Austin Macaulay based in the UK? Yes, based in the UK. They are. Yeah. Mm. Canary with them based with them based in the UK, was it easy for you to coordinate the different elements of the book? So, you know, editing, you've got great illustrations and the formatting. You obviously did all of that over the internet? Yes, yes. Um, I see there's, I see I've got no problem at all with Austin Macaulay. Uh, the only one yeah. problem is um, the delay, one year. Yes, but I understand. We yes. all having we are having challenging times. <laughs> then, in twenty twenty, UK was having bad day because of COVID. Yes, Susie, you um, talk about the concept of leaving a legacy. So, are you happy that your daughter will read your book one day? Oh, yeah, very happy. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah, happy. I think, and I do think you we think? Get... Carry on. Do you think that social media will have changed by the time she's using it in her own life? I think still the same. It is, social media is still the same. Well, I, I just read the rep- about social media. Now people are leaving Facebooks. They are more... yes inclined to TikTok, especially the teenagers and even yes. Snapchat. Uh, even now, teenagers are leaving Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. But are they still the same? Social media is still the same. It just yes. people intention and, and purpose to join social media are different. We, we all are the same, basically, but only our perspective are different. Yes. I agree, yeah. So, Susu, would you like to tell us one of the stories, a funny one, from your book? Oh, this is quite challenging. (laughs) 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 Based on the true story, where there was this post about this guy, good-looking guy, young, healthy, fit. We knew that he photoshopped himself. And we knew that he photoshopped his, you know, with six M. But we noticed something was <laughs> missing. So I left a comment. Dude, I think you're missing one. You forgot to put your belly button back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he photoshopped himself with the six M, but no belly button because he forgot. <laughs> And what was his response, Susie? What did he say? He didn't reply. So, Susie, have you 
Have you become like a social media detective, um, finding out who is inauthentic or photoshopping their um, photos on social media? Have you become um, like a social media detective? Uh, I, I say I'm more observing about people on social media. Uh, uh-huh. Mostly, I don't leave a comment or post on social media, but I observe what they post, what they, what they write, and it's quite interesting. Yes, it would be. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's more I'm more listener than, you know, posting all the time. Yep. There are people that post it all the time, nonstop. I've, I've never done that. I'm too busy to do that. I post <laughs> once a day and that's it. I'm off. <laughs> so if you think that social media is is sort of going the way it is, what do you think brings out the worst in people? Cyberbullying, no doubt about that. Cyberbullying. Mm. Because... Thirty-six percent of social media users have experienced cyberbullying, especially in teenagers. Sixty percent of them, and seventeen percent of teenagers have experienced someone spread false rumor about them. Mm-hmm. And ten percent of adults in Australia, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, have experienced cyberbullying, and it leads to having a suicidal thought. Uh, depression, anxiety, mm. uh, many things, yeah. mental health disorder. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And 61%, this is according to what I read, mm. I see it in my book. Yes. 61% why people get bullied because their appearance. 25%. Of their, of their appearance, yeah. did you say? Yeah. 25%. Oh, wow. Yeah, 25% yeah, because yeah, of a... uh, academic achievement. Wow. That's some, I, I didn't, didn't know, know those that. statistics. No. That's amazing. I those statistics. Yeah. So if you, don't, if you don't look good, they're going to bully you. Well, according to what I read, are they, what I read is more about, you know, people, nip, uh, you know, well, all right. Uh, actually, recently, just uh, there's a post about Victoria Beckham, and what people wrote in the comment is too many botox, too many nip and tuck, just judging her appearance. It's like she's yeah. done something with her face. She's damaging her face. You know, that's what people wow. wrote on on Gosh. that post. Yeah. Be nice if some people minded their own business, wouldn't it? Because I think people found it. Uh, I found that people are more aggressive when they leave a comment behind the computer screen. But if you face to face, they they are more laid back, more well reserved, and more polite. Because you That's know, right. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, people do no, have a way of hiding behind the screen. It is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony, 
Susie, um, with all those pitfalls of social media um, we've talked about, it also has the capacity for great good, doesn't it? Can you tell us of some of the really good uh, stories from social media and your experience? The power of kindness. It's like a simple thing. It's like giving compliments, help others, words of recognition and praise others when they have good news. And I have seen so many good stories on social media where social media users really, really up really up to help a homeless mm-hmm. or a janitor or giving hope to, for the destitute people. Recently, I just saw a post, a feel good story. This man gave this homeless man a house, a food and a food truck. <gasps> it's a feel good story. Wow, that's amazing. And it restored the faith of humanity. Oh, we still believe in mm. kindness. We still mm. believe in love. There's still so many people, uh, good people out there. I think basically every human is quite is good. We all have it's good great. inside us. But I think uh, personally, I think that Facebook has allowed has allowed the bully uh, to hide behind the screen um, and come out. I mean, we we have so much c- cyberbullying as it is, and. When you read these feel-good stories, Susan, it, it just you know, makes you feel it is worthwhile. I mean, I I talk to a lot of people about their books and each and every one of them has only got nice things to say and, and kind things to say about um, other authors. But, you know, when it comes down to the fact that you do get posts um, on Facebook and on all, all different social media platforms that, that say um, that are unkind and, it doesn't do anybody any good. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all, do you yes. think that people, do you think that under the freedom of speech that we enjoy in Australia, do you think that that allows people to be mean and bully just because they clothe it in the idea of freedom of speech. Um, do you think that that we need more education around with freedom comes responsibility, particularly around social media? Well, that's a good question because, well, we are freely, we are entitled to express, we, we have a right to express our point of view. And we also uh, have to respect other people's point of view, including differences, point of view. Sometimes when somebody disagrees yes. with us, they accuse us of being a bully or be a socialist or communist, but what I like to say it's is not that, really it's just a difference of opinion, isn't it? It's not it's not actually bullying true. in that instance. It's just a difference. And if if we accepted that as humans, we're all mm-hmm. gonna have differences of opinion. But yeah. we can do that respectfully, can't we, Susan? Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. And um, well, 
we we all have a right to express our point of view and i never force my point of view to anyone and i uh-huh. never think if i have speech uh, if they call it speech uh, freedom of speech if i can express my point of view i i've never thought myself that i'm more superior than others but some people when they express their point of view they think they are they are more superior than us and they force yeah. their point of view towards us and if we disagree sometimes we get well blocked or uh, we got mm. yes blocked. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I say it's about mutual respect. It's about uh, uh, emotional maturity. You know, as an adult, we accept everyone's point of view. Not every, you no, know, even husband and wife have differences, but we still respect each yes. other. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Respect has a huge part to play in it, Susie. It's respecting yeah, yeah. That, that that another person has a point of view. Or has an opinion <clears throat> online or offline, um, and this, you know, personally, I, I hold, often hold a dinner party just for the fact that I have some interesting people come around and I listen to their point of view. I'm more of a listener than a talker most of the time, and I love hearing their different opinions, uh, as long as it's said respectfully. Once they get to the the table banging stage and the yelling at each other, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's time to go home. But I do enjoy a, you know, having dinner with, and even on Facebook, um, watching opinions of other people. And I've also seen a, a quite a maturity grow up in some of the teenagers too that are on Facebook and different platforms. Some of the teenagers that I know as their up and coming authors, the maturity is is amazing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm. So yeah. it's not all not always the young ones that turn out to be the bullies. I mean, I've personally been bullied by a woman in her fifties, and she just wouldn't stop. Um, you know, and, until she she felt that she'd done some damage, and I just thought that's just a silly point of view. I mean, I don't take any notice of it, but I mean, she was in her fifties, and she decided that I was the one. Um, but you know, I've never I've never I've never had much trouble touch wood, but. I'm just amazed that some some of the young teenagers that you would expect the silliness from teenagers, not from adults, and, and it seems to be reversed sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Sometimes when Susie, did you? Yes. Sorry, Susie. Did you find in your research that the adults were more badly behaved on social media than the teenagers? What What did you find? What did I find? I think mostly, I say mostly adults, not mostly, yeah. not all of them, especially when it comes to politics, when we disagree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, if we have different, if I have different point of view with someone, if, it doesn't mean that I hate him or I hate them, but no. look at me, yes. it's like I'm their enemy. Mm. I said, it's not like that. I respect whatever they want, mm. whatever yeah, their opinion. And I leave it like that. I have mine, I have yours, and we respect each other, including our differences, point of view. There is about respect. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I agree with you, Sue. So I think more there's more adults than teenagers out there who are doing the, 
the disrespect on Facebook, um, whether you call it bullying, whatever you want to name you want to put to it. I do think there's more adults out there that think, oh, well, here's a platform for me to, to spout off. Um, and it's not respectful at all. Suzu, do you think that, speaking of, of politics, do you think that the government uh, should have more protections around social media in terms of, say, Facebook? And um, I watched a documentary on the weekend about Facebook and what they allow on their platform um seeing that you've just written this book on um social media do you think that the governments of countries should be more proactive in ensuring that the social media platforms don't propagate or instigate things that cause other humans damage so be that bullying be that calls to riots um those sorts of things what are your thoughts suzu well i thought i think the government should interfere especially Mm -hmm. about cyber bullying because it's like pedophile pedophile is a crime and they have to well, after they go to jail, they have to wear a GPS anchor bracelet. They are not allowed yes. to go with the children. I think all the cyberbullying are not allowed to touch any social media or ban permanently from social media, ban permanently yes. for using internet. If they broke, if they break you know, that rule, put them back in yeah. jail. Because yes. cyberbullying... Also, cause teenager to yes. kill suicide. It mm. happened. Mm. So I it think it's, mm. it's a crime. It's a crime. I, I say it's not just oh, just you know, we have different point of view. It's not that. It's a crime. It harms people's life, especially teenagers. Mm. Yes, it's a crime. I agree. Yeah, it is a crime. Well, they say government promoting, you know, safe internet for our family, for our children. But they're like Taliban using Twitter. I still can't understand that. Yes. Mm. So, Suzu, getting off the the fact that cyberbullying is is there and most probably will always be there, is always going to be an outlet for someone. To, to sneak in and think, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cause some harm. But can you tell us um any some powerful stories on social media that, that really can make us um sit up and take notice? What are some of those stories on, on the media? About cyberbullying? No, no, about some, some good stuff. Let's get off the cyberbullying oh, and let's go on to some good stuff. <laughs> oh Gustav, uh recently uh, I well, it's not in Australia social media, but it's Indonesia social media where this family couldn't afford to pay rent and they have to be affected because they could mm. they don't have any money at all. Mm. Yeah. But because of the power of social media, people rally up, uh, get the fund for this family and they use the fund to buy her 
they were to buy the family home. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow. The children to school, mm. and there's also another. Well, not in Australia, in uh, Indonesia, there was still mm. a post of this father carrying a child. Well, he's homeless because mm. he doesn't have money, you know, for transportation. He walked miles and miles and hours just to go to, to the hospital. Wow. But in Indonesia, because, you know, hospital there, if you don't have any money, you're, we don't care. We don't want you here. And the, there was one mm-hmm. doctor posted this uh, father and he gained attention from social media users in Indonesia. So they give this father you know, better treatment in the hospital, uh, give them money to go home, you know, buy, buy, uh, give, uh, bought them, uh, I think, a train, train ticket to go home so they don't have to walk hours and hours. Mm. Uh, there are many good stories on social media. Many. Yeah, there is. I find the um, the one that, that I really like is, you know, well, I don't really like, but the fires over east, the huge fires, and they go onto social media and they raise funds for the animals and, and the people that are homeless made through um, the fires have made homeless. I think that's, um, that's where social media comes into its own. It's very good for that sort of thing, raising awareness of other people's difficulties. I think it's marvellous. Yeah, it's true. Mm. So, Susie, this is your very first book, am I correct? Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what was it like? Now, I'm a writer and I know that Tony's a writer. So what was it like for you to write, put it together, the thought process? What was it like for you for the very first time? <laughs> wow. Uh, for the, I said I'm, I'm quite proud of myself that I could write you a book. Yeah, 10 years ago, I would have never thought I'd write a book. But when you have an idea what you're going to write, you just go with the flow and from those ideas it become a book. Okay, uh, so when I begin to write a book, I, I do a bit of journaling, like I want to know what I'm going to write about, I want to know uh, the depth of the story, characters, etc., etc. I know you must already wanted characters in your book because I write fiction. But um, so what was it like to actually sit down at your desk and think, I'm going to write a book. What's it going to be about? Tell me the process you went through. Well, the process, uh, I said, I have to, uh, you know, uh, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three is first of all, it's about people when they talk about politics. And then second is about selfie. And then third is about, you know, <laughs> People bragging about their relationship. It is a humorous book. And then the fourth, uh, there's so many topics you can get from social media. There was one of my friends asked me, why you write about social media? Do you believe in social media? I said, if you ask me if I believe in social media posts, it's like you asking me if Paris Hilton a virgin or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
because it's story about you. I said, why me? Because you, what you wrote on social media inspired me to write a book. And there you go. It became a book. Right. How long did it take you to write the book? Actually, 18 months. 18 months, 18 yeah. months yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and did a- you find that, that, you know, you'd go on social media every day and you really had to study your subject? Was that, did that come into yeah. it as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. More so how, was that, how was that process? How did you perform that pro- process? I pr- performed the process. Is I think it's quite easy when 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 you know the ideas. And I I said the most challenging one is when I have when finding the new idea for humor to put jokes in my social media. That's the most challenging one. But <laughs> if it's without the Jokes just easy. Well, it's not that easy, but to, to find a joke for my social media book is quite challenging. Yeah, it would be. Because, yeah. you know, you, you really do have to appreciate that, you know, even when I write, not every, you know, people that buy my book, not everybody's going to enjoy the way I write. Uh, and they might think, well, I won't buy from that author again. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, God forbid they think that, but it does happen. And, you know, you must have thought the same. That uh, What can I write that, you know, 100% of all the different nationalities in Australia are going to enjoy this? Does that go through your mind? Yeah, yeah, it goes to my mind. It goes to my mind because uh, what I found, because I came from Asia, what seems funny for Australian people, not all funny for Asian people, and what seems funny well, you know, for Asian it's not really accepted by Australians, so I have to, you know, ju- not juggle, but I have to to write something that people, all people can understand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you, know, you know, I mean, w- with writing a book, you just have to realise that the majority of the people that buy it will like it, but there will be some that don't like it. And, and all authors have that problem, you know. We, we, all, we all go to bed thinking, oh, you know, I've, what, what I have done it better, but by the sound of it, you are very, very, um, you're very confident, and I love that in an author that's that's really confident and says, "I've done, I've done this good book," and and you know, I want to read it. That's marvelous. So good on you. Thank you, thank you. Well, look at the author of, I mean, the writer of Squid Game. He got their idea yes. ten years ago, but uh. People kept rejecting his idea till Netflix picked it up, and it's a huge phenomenon in the world. It's mm. a huge success. Speaking. Yes. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Susie, do you think that you'll write more books? And if yeah. so, what do you think they'll be about? I say I'm in the middle of writing my second book. It's about the origin of life. Yay! And the genre is still the same, is humor. I'm not really good at romantic stuff, you know. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm married, you know, that's why. <laughs> that's gorgeous. I'm so glad you're writing humor. That's awesome. I think we can all agree there, and I think really anyone that reads it, if you wrote that, would just have a giggle about that because, yeah, romance and marriage are two different things. I'm quite convinced. 
Susie, the drawings that illustrate the cover of your book, are they yours? Yeah, if so, okay, and if so, is this the first time you've put drawings into the public eye? Now, you said you're an artist, so, and this is a very interesting subject for me because I'm about to illustrate one of my own books as well. So how did you go about, I mean, I have no idea how to illustrate and then put it into a book. I mean, do you? I don't know what you do. So tell me how you went about illustrating it and then putting it into the book. Well, it's, it comes with the idea uh, when the selfies goes, I mean, when the Photoshop goes wrong. Yep. Because uh, that's how I illustrate, well, come the idea how to draw for my cover, for my book cover. Well, I'll be, and yeah. then idea because people look better in social media than in real life. So this is what you see on social media and this is what you see in real life. It's mm-hmm. like uh, too much Photoshop. So if you become a <laughs> person, how could they find you? Mm-hmm. If you Photoshop your photo too much, it's like that. That's the mm-hmm. message. Yeah. So, but when you when you did your 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 illustrations, did you actually? How did you put that onto the? This is the part that I get stuck on myself. I do my illustrations and I do the the writing like all on a page, and then how do I how do I put that? How do I do the illustration on the page? Do I do it all in one? Or I find that an interesting concept myself. Do you do it all in one, or do you do the draw this illustration, then write, and then join the two? Uh, when the book finished, I started to draw to sketch, okay. and I asked my oh. friend, I think it will be good for my book cover. I asked people around me, and they said, "Yeah, that's a good idea. This, this the good, the drawing is good." Well, it's not really my typical of drawing. I like to draw people, especially. The face. Uh, I say uh, I'm, I'm an amateur artist, so it's not really my typical of drawing. But well, it's just for my book cover that mm-hmm. associated with the social media life. Yeah, mm. it works well. Thank you. Thank you. I think, Susie, that that it brings an authenticity and a personal touch to the book by using something you've created specifically for that book. Do you think that you'll do um, your own illustrations in the next book about the origins of life? Yes, 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 I'm going to do that. Well, first of all, when I submitted those drawings, I um, I was not really sure if Arthur Macaulay would give me an approval. Uh-huh. But oh, they're happy will. with the drawings. They're happy with the drawings. So, yeah, it gives me confidence. Uh-huh. They're happy with the drawings. Good. Yeah, they're, they're lovely and, and, and simple and you can clearly get the idea of what the book's about and I just think they're lovely, um, a lovely way to tell 
the story of the book on the front cover of the book? Uh, the story of the book. Uh, were you talking about the lion? That yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great. Thank you. Uh, actually, some people thought it's a bit too quirky for my book cover, but majority said, "Oh, oh. It's good. yeah." But some, just a few, thought that it was a bit quirky for my book. But I quirky is good for for uh, an experienced yeah. author. Where I'm coming, where I'm sitting from, and talking to you, quirky is good, Susie. It's um, it's an attraction that that people don't, you know, we, when we go into the library, when we want to buy a book, that's what we look at is the cover first. The cover yeah, always attracts true. me first. It's true. Mm. It's true. And then oh. I look at the, the blurb on the back, and you know, and people people don't know that the back page is also for the author to write about, so they don't. You know, you can put illustrations there as well. And you can do a border. You can do do panels. You can do all sorts of things on the back cover. So I think people realise that, or authors realise that that is yours also. That it belong the book belongs to you, and you can you can draw all over it if you want to. But um, yeah, I I just find it interesting your approach. Um, I was myself was a little bit confused about how I went about it, but now you've explained it to me. So I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing, and hope my publisher likes it. <laughs> I was going to say, because um, often you find that the creative people of the world have more than one creative outlet. So with both of you, there's the writing and there's also the um, the, the drawing. And um, I think that that leads to a uniqueness. And I'm guessing that's what you want to create, Susie, is you want to create unique books with unique um, covers about interesting um, ideas, yeah? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm. Well, uh, actually, the message of my book is... Um, Oh, social media is only a digital communication. Well, yes, to share. Uh, but what you post on social media does not really change the world, but our action does, as Mother Teresa said. Mm. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family, and I agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I believe that uh, so it's not so uh, our first school is our home. Mm. Our first love is our home. So pay attention more to real life than social media because when you see anywhere, yes. people just attach with you, with their mobile phone. Yes. Anyway. Yes. anyway yep. It's like they forgot about the books nowadays. It's about you know, yes. they real attach is like, uh, it's like glued on their hand, especially young generation. That's the message. You pay attention more to the real life. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very important. I, I agree. I agree with you totally. I, I watch, um, I live in a suburb of, of quite young mums and dads and 
I don't see any one of them not walking down the road. They're walking their babies in the sunshine, sure, but even the babies have got laptops and God knows what now. They've got yeah. iPhones. <laughs> and you think, when's it going to stop? This is ridiculous. You know, there's no toys. There's no looking at the leaves falling from trees. There's no um, let's bake together or let's play together. It's everyone's on their phones, and I find it, I don't understand it because I'm a, I'm a senior, but I just... Um, Feel sorry. I feel sorry for everybody that's so attached to their phone that they can't watch their baby smile at what's going on around them. It's true. It's true. It's, it's like yeah. um, also so many families when they have they're having dinner together, having lunch together, they mm. pay more attention to the mobile phone than communicating to each other. Uh, to the point, I was thinking, would they communicate it through social media to each other? Or... <laughs> because I think it's not good parenting. I think when, if you're a good parent, you should teach your family to respect other, others, to exactly. respect your family. Yeah. Put your phone down when you're having family conversation or family dinner. Put your social media away. Just talk to mom and dad. Respect, you know. Mm, I think it's very rude if you keep playing with the social media where mom, dad, grandpa, grandma are there having lunch or dinner together. And sometimes when people are, I witness this a lot when the waitress asking, what you're having for lunch today. And these people yeah. keep looking at the mobile phone without looking yeah. at the letters. I think it's yeah. quite rude. It is quite rude. Yeah. yeah. So, so when, I, when I see people doing this sort of thing, Susie, I, um, yeah, I, I want to say something, but it's not my place. But I do want to say, put your phone down and, and even at count, going shopping, and they pay their they pay their bill. They're looking at their phone. They just hand their card over, um, and the, and the machine goes ding, and they walk out again. And they're still on their phone. They haven't realised it. Well, I suppose they do. They've bought the product and they're walking out the shop. But they it, the, it seems the phone is an, now an extension of their life. It's true. It's like you can't live without social media. Actually, yeah, it's like addiction to social That's media. Right. It's, it is. Mm. Neglecting mm. the real life, pay more attention to social media, which is not healthy at all. No, it's not. No, Tony, you have a Susie, question. I'm, yeah, Susie, I'm guessing that you will um, teach your daughter um, about the importance of managing social media and not social media managing or controlling her life. Oh yes, yes, I do, I do. Not allowed to have and social media till she's eighteen, and I'm the only yes. one who knows the password. So she has to ask my permission if she wants to use Wi-Fi. Yeah. And what does and does she is she accepting of that? Is she understanding why mum has um, a powerful perspective about social media. Does she understand that it's important to keep her safe and and um, to protect her mental health until she's at an age where she has a bit more understanding? Yeah, she understands that. Yeah, she's wonderful. She has. Well, she's, well, she's wonderful. She's just an angel. She's a blessing to us. 
Oh, your dad. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear because um, I know that it can cause quite a lot of angst in family and if she understands that it's for her own good and that mum just wants to keep her protected um, until she, you know, can deal with stuff, that's a wonderful idea. Um, girls, we're almost out of time. I'm going to throw the last question to Kez um, and let you ask Susie the last question. Okay, Suzu, what are you working on now and where can people buy your books to connect with you? Well, I'm working for my second book. Yes. I, uh, well, it's, actually, it's already more than uh, 75,000 words. Uh, wow. It's, it's almost there. And my, A lot of words. My books is you can find it on Amazon. In Australia, you can find it on Dimax, Barnes and Noble. Okay. I think you can find it anyway online. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, Susie, I'm really glad that you were brave to come on the show today, and oh, for those you. audience. <laughs> For those audience that know that live interviews can be challenging and for many of our authors, um, it's quite daunting to appear uh, live on uh, radio TV shows. And so I actually have to particularly point out Suzu's um, bravery and courage to come <laughs> and talk about her book. And it's a wonderful book. It has a Thank lovely you. illustration and I encourage you to seek it out, find it, and connect with Suzu. We have the links for Suzu's book and her um, the way that you connect with her, and I encourage you to do so. Um, as Suzu has told us, she's working on or almost finished her second book, so we can't wait to talk to you again when that comes out, Suzu. Um, Kez, thank you so much for coming on the show and co-hosting with me. Suzu, thank you so much for sharing with us today about your book on social media. We're just delighted to have you on the show with us today. And that, my audience, is our lot for this week. Kez and I will be back next week with another amazing author, but don't forget to jump on and check out Susie Smith's latest book before she gets to launch the next one. Her book is called Don't Do It. She likes it. It's all about social media and it has a wonderful humorous uh, note throughout the book. Susie, thank you so much. Kez, wonderful as ever. Um, we look forward to hearing about your every success in the future, Susie. And that, oh, my audience, is your lot for this week. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye, Susie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And our-